Good morning. It's Friday, January 22nd. I'm Shamita Basu. And I'm Duarte Geraldino. This is Apple News Today. Each morning, hear about some of the most fascinating stories in the news and how the world's best journalists are covering them. The Republican Party is now the opposition party. And there's a major debate on how to move forward now that Trump's no longer in the White House. Political reporter Molly Ball writes for Time magazine that the GOP is at a crossroads over whether to stick with Trump's leadership or start distancing from him. Karl Rove falls into that last category. This week, he wrote in The Wall Street Journal that Trump has done enough damage to the party. He called on the GOP to turn the page and denounce QAnon and the Proud Boys. He also wants the party to recruit more women candidates and people of color. And some Republicans in Congress are starting to break with the former president. People like Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell and Georgia Governor Brian Kemp. They were once allies of Trump. But since the election and the attack on the Capitol, they're now walking back their support and denouncing dangerous conspiracy theories. But still, there's a significant portion of the party that's fiercely loyal to Trump. These GOP members see Trump and the movement he created as the party's future. Molly Ball says... Ultimately, the fate of the GOP is going to come down to a battle between the people who've recently turned on Trump and his loyalists. And the first test in this power struggle starts with impeachment. McConnell has suggested aiming for a mid-February trial in the Senate. And according to The Washington Post, so far, McConnell and 12 other Republican senators have said they're keeping an open mind during impeachment. Which doesn't mean that they will vote to convict, but it is a very different reaction than they had during the first impeachment. 23 Republican senators have said they will not convict, and 14 have not made a statement. Beyond impeachment, there's going to be a lot of focus on how and if Republicans decide to work with the Biden administration. There's plenty of talk of bipartisanship, but Democrats are ready for a repeat of the Obama era when Republicans opposed his agenda and blocked his judicial picks. And there's also the question of what consequences you might face within the party if you turn on Trump. Congressmember Liz Cheney is going through that right now. She's the third highest ranking Republican in the House and one of the few people in her party who voted to impeach him. Now Trump supporters want to remove her from her party leadership role. So the big X factor in all of this is what role will Donald Trump play? Yes, he is off of Twitter, but... The former president still has millions on his email fundraising list. An ABC News Washington Post poll found the majority of Republicans surveyed said that the party should stick with Trump. And depending on how active Trump chooses to be, he could keep playing an influential role in determining which Republican politicians flourish and which get bounced. The pandemic is widening America's income gap. Last week, another 900,000 people filed unemployment claims, and they are just some of the millions of Americans who've lost jobs or wages during the pandemic. Women are being especially hard hit and leaving the workforce in record numbers. And while so many people are struggling to feed themselves and their families, Bloomberg News reports wealthy Americans are minting money. The top 20 percent of U.S. earners have seen their wealth soar over this past year. Many of the moves meant to help the entire economy recover from the pandemic are working out especially well for the rich. 
With the Fed holding down interest rates, wealthy people refinance mortgages and saw the value of their stocks skyrocket. Right. And for those people who still have their jobs, especially white collar workers like people in finance and tech able to work from home, the pandemic created an opportunity to stash away savings. When those people stopped traveling and going out for dinner, they put all that extra money into savings and investments. But for low-income people in the USA who were struggling even before the pandemic, they're doing even worse now. Hunger and food insecurity is up nearly 30%, and over a third of households are behind on rent or mortgage. Millions face eviction. President Biden is trying to get people some immediate relief. He's asking Congress to approve a nearly $2 trillion stimulus that would include $1,400 checks for many Americans and millions of dollars for small businesses. And today, he's expected to sign an executive order to address hunger. It'll allow states to increase SNAP benefits, also known as food stamps. But even with those measures, shrinking this widening economic gap is going to be a huge challenge for this administration. The goal that was set by the president of getting 100 million people vaccinated in the first 100 days is quite a reasonable goal. That's Dr. Anthony Fauci being optimistic about the weeks ahead, but there's no time to waste. According to the CDC, of the 38 million distributed COVID-19 vaccine doses, less than half made it into people's arms. And even with this troubling ratio, some states are running out of vaccines. There are also concerns about inconsistent supply and about how many doses are getting thrown away because they expired. Yeah, a number of states have had to cancel first-dose vaccine appointments for tens of thousands of people. In New York, the city had to reschedule more than 20,000 appointments because of vaccine shortages. And NBC reports a similar situation is playing out in South Florida, where one hospital chain says it just doesn't have enough doses. San Francisco is also facing shortages. According to the San Francisco City Health Director, each week, the city gets an inconsistent number of doses. 12,000 one week, 2,000 the next. Right. And we're hearing this in a lot of places. Because states aren't sure how many doses they'll be getting any given week, many say it's impossible to plan ahead. States just don't know how many vaccine appointments to book with patients. And they're worried that if they're overbooked, they're going to need to cancel. Then there's a second issue at play. Some doses of the vaccine are being wasted. Mm -hmm. ProPublica has been looking into this. In Washington state, some vials expired and had to be thrown out. Hospital staff said they believed they were following local guidelines, which said to only give shots to people in the top priority tier. Hospitals in Indiana told local media they also ended up with expired doses and had to toss them. What's not clear right now is how widespread this exact problem is. And that's because even though the CDC technically requires facilities to report the number of expired vaccines getting tossed, so far, nobody's enforcing that rule. Some people, on the other hand, are being proactive about getting vaccines to those who need them. ProPublica spoke with Columbus, Ohio's health commissioner, whose office came up with a plan. First, any extra doses go to her staff. Police officers are next in line, even though in this city, they technically are not in a priority group. So far, she says, her facility hasn't wasted a single dose. (music) 
Every time a new president gets ready to step into the Oval Office, the room gets a little makeover. The Washington Post got a tour of the office this week and writes about how paintings and decor are chosen for usually symbolic reasons. And it can give us a sense of the incoming president's personality and maybe even the kind of leaders they look up to. There's this huge portrait of Franklin D. Roosevelt hanging across from the desk. It's a clear reference to a president who got the country through a major crisis, which Biden is now taking on himself. Biden has also hung up a pair of paintings. One of them is of former President Thomas Jefferson. One is of former Treasury Secretary Alexander Hamilton. And if you know your Hamilton lyrics and plot lines, you'll know that these two men did not get along pretty famously. (laughs) But the Post says the point of hanging these two portraits up was to show the importance of having differing perspectives. And if you are ever lucky enough to find yourself in the Oval Office... You're going to see busts of the Reverend Martin Luther King Jr. and Robert F. Kennedy. Other notables like Cesar Chavez, Rosa Parks, and Eleanor Roosevelt. There's a painting of Benjamin Franklin, too. And over on a bookshelf, you'll find an actual moon rock. Both of these connect with Biden's interest in science. And in the middle of the room is an oval-shaped dark blue rug that was in President Bill Clinton's office, too. There's actually no meaning to that one. Biden just liked the color. You can find all these stories and more in the Apple News app. And while you're there, check out some of our audio stories. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you again on Monday.